0: Stop what you're doing. Don't hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. Allow God to work. Young people, listen to what the Word of God says. Allow God's Holy Spirit to lead you on the way to choosing that man, to choosing that woman. Don't just choose anybody. God has a plan for your lives.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible-teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. If you're single and desire a spouse, today's lesson continues our series, equipping you with guidance and encouragement to wait on the Lord. We're glad you've joined us for Raul's insights into how God brought Isaac and Rebecca together in marriage. We hope you'll be able to stay with us to see that each of us can either nurture a trusting heart like Rebecca, or foster an earthly mindset like her brother Laban. Now with today's lesson, here's Raul Reese. We've been talking
0: about marriage and divorce, and one of the most beautiful things about that is that here in the 24th chapter of the book of Genesis, to me it's always amazing how the Holy Spirit ministers to people's hearts. And Abraham becomes not only the type of God the Father, and then of course Isaac, the type of the Son, Jesus Christ, and Israel becomes a type of the Holy Spirit, and then, of course, Rebecca becomes a type of the beautiful bride of Jesus Christ, and we've been talking to young people, those of you that are single, concerning your courtship or relationship between your boyfriend and girlfriend to make sure that you start out on the right foot, but really being led by God's Holy Spirit. Because there are so many young men and women that uh, get into a relationship that end up in very disastrous ways. And I think it's really important that if you're a Christian... If you haven't received the Lord and you've been uh, born again of the Holy Spirit, then this is really important for you to understand that you're not to be looking for your boyfriend or girlfriend or your future husband or wife. The Lord already has prepared someone for you that will be compatible to what God wants to do in your life. That's just the biblical way. Look how we begin now in chapter 24 and the third observation here. Verse 29, he says, Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the men by the well. Now Laban here is not only part of the family of Rebekah, that's her brother. When he saw Eliezer, the Holy Spirit, come and offer and give many gifts to his sister, he becomes a type of those in the church that are carnal. Carnal. Coveting the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which God can give to you because you're carnal. Only to spiritual people. Interesting. Check this out, verse 30. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets in his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man... And there he stood by the camels at the well. Laban immediately, like those in the church that are carnal, immediately when they see people being used, and yet they're not being used, they want the same gifts that God is giving to the other people. Interesting. And he begins to covet what is being given to his sister. And at the same time, think about that. Think of the people that have such potential, such incredible potential for God to use. And think of how many young people, how many old people don't listen to the instructions of God. When God gives us so many opportunities to do whatever we want to do according to His purpose. Why? Because He wants to use your life to bring glory and honor. And think of the hundreds and thousands and millions of kids that have blown their opportunity with God today. And are doing it. But then at the same time, there are more and more and more out there and beyond that are throwing away their lives. And then I think of those in the church like the bride of Christ that you're dating today, you're coming to church on Sunday mornings, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend and you know because the Holy Spirit elies or convicts you and shares with you that what you're doing is not right. But you won't listen. You won't listen to your parents. You won't listen to the Holy Spirit. You won't listen to anybody. You're kind of blinded. And then as time moves forward one day, you'll be coming in totally hurt or something will happen because you didn't listen to what God had said. You didn't wait on God. And I think of all those marriages that have been broken by divorce, separation. Somebody else coming into the marriage or drugs or alcohol or violence. When God can really... Do a great work in both of your lives if you're willing to surrender and to submit to Him fully and completely. That's what God teaches us. Notice verse 31. And he got real friendly. He said, come on in. Oh, blessed of the Lord. Notice spiritual jargon. They act spiritual. Oh, blessed of the Lord. Come on in. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house in a place for your camels, he's lying. That's not true. Oh yeah, he's going to do it now, because he saw the lewd. He knows what he wants. And then the men came, Eliezer, to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and the water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Notice the Holy Spirit submissive. And always helping and serving. Food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told about my errand. And he said, go ahead and speak. Notice, the Holy Spirit was ready to speak out. And Eliezer says, I cannot eat until I do my father's business. I came here for a purpose. I didn't come here to eat. I came here for a bride. For my master's son. Notice observation number four. Verse 34 to the end of the chapter now. The willing servant. And so he said, I am Abraham's servant. Notice he's defining, he's introducing himself. He's coming and he's sharing with them. Notice informing. Then the Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and male and female servants and camels and donkeys. My master is so rich. You can't believe what he owns. He owns everything. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore him a son. To my master, when she was old, And to him, he has given all that he has. Notice talking about God the Father having a son and giving everything to his son. Everything to his son. When Jesus Christ was sent from all eternity to come to the cross and die for the sins of the world. So that he could what? He could win and pay with his own blood for his bride. The church. You and I. The bride of Jesus Christ. He goes on. He says in verse 36, And Sarah, my master's wife, bore him a son. And then verse 37, Now my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son, notice, from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. That's the second time in the chapter, he's warning and warning and warning about what? Not being unequally yoked together with a non-believer twice already 2nd Corinthians chapter 614 be you not unequally yoked together with a non-believer for what fellowship has darkness with light talk to people that have gotten married with unequally yoked together with a non-believer the pain the suffering that they go through you reap what you sow
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're committed to helping you grow in faith and establish God-honoring habits in your life. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. You'll also want to download our free app for a wealth of other resources. Now let's get back to more of today's lesson.
0: Verse 39 and then I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. Why? Because in verse 38, he says, but you shall go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife from my son. So that was the commitment. Look, okay, I want you to go get a wife from my son, but not of the Canaanites, not of any one of the heathens. It has to be from the family of God. And then I said, verse 39, to my master, perhaps the woman doesn't want to come to me. What about if they don't want a relationship? Then what does God say? Then come on back. You don't have to force her to come to me and my son. And then he said this, verse 40. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife from my son, from my family, and from my father's house. That's the fourth time he said it not to be unequally together, You will be clear from this oath when you arrive upon my family, for if they will not give her to you, then you will be released from what? From my oath. You don't have to force them. If they, mother and father, don't want to send their daughter and she doesn't want to make up her mind and come willingly, then break it off and come home. And Nelly Jesus said, what about if I come home and get your son and bring your son over here? He says, no, you'll never take my son to them. She'll have to come. Why? Because our relationship with God is by faith. God already sent his only begotten son. He did his duty by coming and dying on the cross. And now our duty is what? To come by faith to Jesus Christ and accept him by repentance of our sins. Verse 40. But he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk, I will send His angel with this, which will prosper your way, and you shall take a wife from my son, from my family, from my father's house, and you will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my family, for if they will not give to, to you, then you will be released from my oath. And this day I come to the well and said, O Lord, God of my master, Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go." So he's telling the story. He says, "When I got to the oath, what's the first thing he did? He started praying. He started praying. What does the Holy Spirit do? Intercede. Romans 8 tells us that, 26. He intercedes. He says, verse 43, And behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass, that when the virgin comes out of to draw water, and I say to her, Please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink. And she says to me, Drink, and I will draw water for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Lord, I'll know for sure she's it. So here the Holy Spirit preparing its way for the bride. Verse 44. And she said to me, Drink. And I will draw also for your camels, and let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed. You notice that? The woman that the Lord has appointed for my master son. Underline that. The Lord appointed it. Not you. Not anybody else. The Lord. And then he said, but before I had finished praying in my heart, there was Rebecca. <laughs> Can you imagine the first one? There she is. But it's so cool how the Lord prepared the way, he says. But before I had finished speaking or praying in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with her pitcher, notice, and her shoulder. And she went down to the well and drew water and said to her, please let me drink. And she made haste. Notice that. She got excited. And notice what she did. And her pitcher drawn from her shoulder. And said, drink. And I will give your camels also a drink of water. He had nine camels. And so I drank. She gave the camels to drink also. And then I asked her, what is she doing? The bride of Christ as what? Serves the Lord. We're serving the Lord freely, willingly. We're not forced to serve the Lord. I like that. Never forced to do anything that you don't want to do. He goes on, verse 47. He says, Then I asked her, and said, Whose daughter are you? And she said to me, The daughter of Bethuel. Notice in the family, Nahor's son, his brother, whom Michael bore to him. So I put the nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Isn't that beautiful? All of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins to do what? Begins to take possession of her life and giving her the gifts that were sent by God the Father through his Son Jesus Christ. That's the way it happens. The way the Lord does that. And then he said, and I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord. Notice that. The Holy Spirit's always worshiping. I bowed my head and I worship the Lord. And I bless the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother from his son. Notice that. The Holy Spirit giving praise and worship for God the Father sending him and being led all the way to the perfect place where the actual church is found now. And now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. If not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Okay, I came all this way. Are you willing to let your daughter go and become his wife? Or do we break the vow now? And then he said this, verse 50. And then Laban, notice, and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord, we cannot speak to you either bad or good. If this is of the Lord, what can we do? We can't get in the way. Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go. Let her be your master's son's wife as the Lord has spoken. And then it came to pass, watch this, when Abraham's servant heard their words, that he worshiped the Lord again, binding himself to the earth. And then the servant brought out the jewelry and the silver and the jewelry of gold and clothing and gave to Rebecca, And he also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. The Holy Spirit begins to pour out. Notice that. And he and the men who were with him, they ate and they drank and they stayed all night. Where were they doing? fellowshipping now. They became one with the Holy Spirit. And what do you do? You fellowship with one another. And then he got up in the morning, and he said, send me away to my master. But her brother and her mother said, let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least 10 days after she may go. Notice they submitted, and now they say, well, why don't we just wait a while? You can't procrastinate. Once the Holy Spirit makes up His mind and He wants to do a work, there's always people that want to procrastinate. Oh, let's just kind of wait a little bit. Let's see maybe if she will change her mind or not. Verse 56. And He said to them, listen, do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Stop what you're doing. Don't hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. Allow God to work. Young people, listen to what the Word of God says. Allow God's Holy Spirit to lead you on the way to choosing that man, to choosing that woman. Don't just choose anybody. God has a plan for your lives. Make sure you wait upon Him. He goes on. He says, Do not hinder me since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away so that I may go to my master. And so they said, Okay, we will call the young woman and ask her personally. Now they say, okay, let's hear it from her. What does she want to do? She's never met Isaac. She doesn't know Abraham. Okay, never met them. Let's ask her and see if she, through her will, wants to go or wants to stay. And notice what it says. So they called Rebekah, and they said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go immediately. Obedience. You see? She wants to obey God. Jesus said what? If you love your father, your brother, your sister more than me, you're not worthy of me. You got to obey God. Number one. God is the one. The one that has to be obeyed personally. Then, verse 59 So they went away, Rebecca, their sister, her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you become the mother of thousands and ten thousands, one billion babies. (laughs) Notice that. And may your descendants possess the gates of those who hate them. What does he mean by that? Hey, may the Lord bless you. If you marry into the right relationship with the Lord, then you're Children and your children's children, and your children's children, maybe what? Follow the Lord. But if you marry a pagan, think how hard it will be, and the hardship, and the pain that it will take you through the marriage. Verse 61. And then Rebecca and her mates got up, and they rode on camels and followed the men. Verse 62. And now I seek came from the way of Roy, which means the well of him who lives and sees, in the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out. Isaac is what? The type of Jesus Christ? Here is Isaac. What is he doing? He's meditating, he's praying, and he's waiting on the Lord. Jesus Christ, Isaac a type. And what? And he lifted up his eyes, and he looked out, and all of a sudden, he saw camels coming. And then Rebecca lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she was dismounted from her camel. Oh, that's a poor English word used. In the Hebrews, better. It says when she looked up, she said, "Man, who's that?" She fell off her camel. <laughs> she fell off. She didn't dismount. She was thrown off. <laughs> It says, and for she had said to the servant, who's that man walking down in the field to meet us? Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we are looking for Jesus Christ to come again and we see him, our bridegroom, and we are his bride? Wow. One of these days. And so here is the beautiful picture. Verse 65. Again, he says, for she had said to the servant, who is the man walking in the field? To me, does the servant said, it is my master. So she took a veil. And what did she do? She covered herself. Notice that impurity. She covered herself. And then the servant told Isaac all things that had been done. And then Isaac brought her to his mother Sarah's tent. And he took Rebekah and she became his wife. Imagine that.
1: No matter what your marital status is, we hope you've been encouraged with the assurance that when you surrender your heart to the Lord, one day you'll meet your eternal bridegroom, Jesus, face to face. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review the lesson you've just heard, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Call us at 800-634-9165 to request Rawls teaching titled How to Choose a Spouse. Now, as you reflect on this amazing promise, we'd also like to tell you about the entire five-message series we're currently airing. Conveniently downloaded to an MP3 flash drive, Rawls' in-depth study of Isaac and Rebecca's remarkable meeting will deepen your confidence in God's sovereign plans and will inspire you with fresh resolve to wait on His will. You'll see that you can fully trust the Lord to guide your steps as you look to Him for a spouse. To order all's five-lesson series for singles, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a donation of $10 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We've put together a wide range of resources to aid you in studying the Bible on your own. Download our app to your iPhone or Android for a variety of digital Bible studies and a personal Bible reading plan. To keep listening to Rawl's teaching, you can also download all of these programs as podcasts using iTunes or Spotify. And for an up-to-date discussion on world events from a biblical point of view, be sure to join Raul on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we are thankful for the tax-deductible gifts that enable us to keep sharing the gospel. Thanks for your partnership. Tomorrow, as we continue this series, we'll return to the account of Isaac and Rebecca's first meeting for insights that will bolster your hope in the Lord's richest blessings. We hope you'll join us. I am in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.